This is Pastor Leslie Doherty coming to you from Owensville Assembly of God. We want to welcome you to our broadcast on KTUI Radio. Our hope and prayer is that this ministry will be a blessing and an inspiration to your life today. Good morning. I'd like to share the following message with you today, the day of visitation. I want to share two portions of scripture with you, first found in Isaiah chapter 10, verses 1 through 4, and then in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 19, verses 41 through 44. Isaiah reads, Woe unto them that decree unrighteous decrees, and that write grievousness which they have prescribed, to turn aside the needy from judgment, and to take away the right from the poor of my people, that widows may be their prey, and that they may rob the fatherless. And what will you do in the day of visitation, and in the desolation which shall come from far? To whom will you flee for help, and where will you leave your glory? Without me they shall bow down under the prisoners, and they shall fall under the slain. For all this his anger is not turned away, but his hand is stretched out still. Then in Luke's Gospel, chapter 19, Verses 41 through verse number 44. And when he was come near, he beheld the city, and he wept over it, saying, If you had known, even you, at least in this your day, the things which belong unto your peace, but now are they hid from your eyes. For the day shall come upon you that your enemies shall cast a trench about you, and compass you round, and keep you in on every side, and shall lay you even with the ground, and your children within you, and they shall not leave in you one stone upon another, because you knew not the time of your visitation. In these two portions of Scripture, there are two phrases used, the day of visitation and the time of visitation. I still remember as a small boy looking forward to visits from aunts and uncles and cousins. Most of my cousins were my age, and so we had good times playing and being together. Then there were other relatives who would visit, and their company was not so enjoyable. They weren't bad people. They just had a personality and attitude that wasn't so pleasant. And these two portions of Scripture speak of God as it were visiting his people. In the words of Isaiah, God is describing the nation of Israel as being a people who were unjust, oppressive to the poor or those in need. They took advantage of widows and orphans, and in their dealings they had become an unrighteous people. And so God is saying that he was coming or visiting them in judgment for their misdeeds. He is saying in verse 3, what are you going to do then? Who are you going to turn to for help? What will be your condition then? In the text in Luke 19, Jesus had just entered Jerusalem in a triumphant procession. 
Crowds thronged the streets, waving palm branches and laying their garments before him on the street. He was hailed as their king and worthy of a king's reception. But as he approaches the city, he begins to cry, realizing what is to come and what those people are going to be facing. Many of those to whom Jesus came would not hail him as their king, but would reject him. They didn't recognize him as their Savior and Messiah. And so God would allow judgment to come not many years later. Emperor Titus and his army would ravage the city, leaving it a pile of burning ruins. And so God visited both of these civilizations with his wrath and judgment because of their rebellion against him. But this morning I want to share some principles I believe that we find in God's word in relation to God visiting his people. First of all, we find throughout the Bible examples of God visiting mankind. Man has been visited often by God, by the ministry of angels as the messengers of God, by the words and the message of prophets speaking and declaring the works of God. We know that God visited and spoke to a man named Noah. He gave him instructions on how to design an ark by which he and his family would be spared from a coming flood that would cover the entire world. God dispatched angels to deliver Lot and his family before God rained the fire of judgment upon Sodom and Gomorrah. We see that God visited Egypt on the first Passover night. As God's death angel passed through the land, all the firstborn of the Egyptians perished. Yet we see that God provided a covering for the Israelites, and they were spared from judgment. And I believe we can note other scriptures that relate to times of God's visitation. The prophet Hosea said in chapter 9 and verse 7, he said, The days of visitation are come. The days of recompense are come, and Israel shall know it. The prophet Jeremiah declared in chapter 46 and verse number 21, Also, her hard men are in the midst of her like fatted bullocks, for they also are turned back and are fled away together. They did not stand, because the day of their calamity was come upon them, and the time of their visitation. Secondly, I would share with you that God has visited man through acts and times of judgment. We already shared with you the examples of the flood, of Sodom and Gomorrah, the plagues of Egypt, and many other times when he judged his people, the nation of Israel, whom he had called and chosen to bear his name and reveal his glory to the world. And so this morning, I believe we have to ask ourselves this question. Is God visiting our world today? Is he visiting our nation and our society? Is he visiting his people, the church, in these times in which we are living? I'm not saying this morning that God has sent this pandemic that we're experiencing. Death and destruction is certainly not God's will. But is he visiting us during such a time as this to reveal himself and declare that he is sovereign in the affairs of men? 
And I'll have more to say about that further into uh, the message this morning. But thirdly, I share this with you, that God has spoken and declared in his word that he will one day visit this world in judgment someday in the future. The writer in Acts chapter 17 verse 31 said, Because he, God, has appointed a day in the which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he has ordained, speaking of Christ, whereof he has given assurance unto all men in that he has raised him from the dead. Paul admonished Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 1. He said, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick or the living and the dead at his appearing and kingdom. And the Bible also shares with us in the book of 2 Thessalonians that the Lord shall send his angels to bring judgment upon all those who reject and do not accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and as their Savior. But he will not only bring men into judgment, but also the earth and all of creation. For the Bible tells us in 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 7, he said, But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment. He says in verse 10 of that chapter, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. And I would share with you this morning that these are not symbolic terms, but to be taken most literally that there will be a literal judgment of men and the world as we know it, as well as all of God's creation. And then also it is important for us to understand that God visited mankind in the person of his son some 2,000 years ago. We know the angel of the Lord announced the birth of Christ and declared this in Matthew chapter 1, verse 23 saying, They shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. John declares in chapter 1 and verse 14, he said, And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So Jesus Christ was not just another man, not just another prophet on the scene, but he was the only, the one and only Son of God who came and revealed God to this world and to each and every one of us. But we see that the judgment upon man is that Christ was rejected by those he came to save. Again, John tells us in chapter 1, verses 10 and verse 11, that he was in the world, and the world was made by him, but the world knew him not. He says in verse 11 of that same chapter that he, speaking of Christ, came unto his own, and his own received him not. And we all know that verse of Scripture, John 3.16, but John 3.18 says this, 
He that believes on him is not condemned, but he that believes not is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. We know that Christ visited man to bring salvation and redemption. This was prophesied in the New Testament by Zacharias in Luke chapter 1, verses 67 through 69, where he declares this, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. And then in verses 78 and 79, he said, Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. And of course, again, that very familiar portion of Scripture, John three sixteen, that one phrase says this, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Paul declared in 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 4, Who will have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth? And in 2 Peter 3, 9, it says, The Lord is long-suffering to us, not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. So in closing this morning, you might think from the subject and tone of this message, I'm pessimistic and discouraged by the trials we're experiencing during these times, but I'm not. Because we know Jesus Christ is the source of all life, of all hope and all comfort. And to those that know him, their future is secure, and the experiences of the present we know are in his hands. Again, in Revelation chapter 1 and verse 8, the Lord declares this, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, says the Lord, which is, which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. We can rejoice in the fact, have hope and assurance in the fact, that he's not only Lord of the past, not only Lord and present today but he's also lord and will be present in the future and regardless of the circumstances that are around us we can have that hope and that faith and that assurance in jesus christ jesus said these words also he said i am come that they that we might have life and have it more abundantly and so my listener friend today i encourage you if you have not accepted him If you've not put your faith and trust in him, you will do so today as your Lord and as your Savior. God bless you and thank you this morning. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste. Of glory divine, air of salvation, purchase of God, born of His Spirit, washed in His blood.
Pastor Doherty sharing with you that although we cannot meet as a church family, we are here for you. And we encourage you to call or message us and also to keep in touch with your fellow church family members. Take this opportunity to connect on a new level. One-on-one conversations are an excellent way to deepen relationships. 
You can share your favorite Bible verse, prayer requests, and praise reports. Let God open up opportunities for you to speak godly wisdom and encouragement into the life of a fellow believer. In response to the coronavirus pandemic, Owensville Assembly of God will not have services this week, Sunday, March the 29th. Please check out our Facebook page, Owensville Assembly of God. There you'll find service schedule updates, daily devotionals by Debbie, some inspirational posts and recordings of our church services and radio broadcasts. Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., you can listen to our broadcast on KTUI 102.1 FM. And if you're out of the broadcast area, you can download the TuneIn app for your phone or computer. Then simply search for KTUI 102.1 FM and tune in on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Thank you for allowing us to share with you today. May the Lord bless you.
mountain you won't climb up coming after me There's no wall you won't kick down Lie you won't tear down coming after me There's no shadow you won't light up Mountain you won't climb up coming after me There's no wall you won't kick down Lie you won't tear down coming after me No!